0: Welcome to Diving Into Crypto. Diving Into Crypto. A weekly series where thought leaders share insights, strategies, and insider stories about all things crypto and Web3. Brought to you by AdLunum. Welcome, welcome, welcome to this episode of Diving Into Crypto, the show where we speak about everything in the Web3 space. I am your host, JP, from AdLunum INC, speaking to you about Web3. Uh, on the show today, we have a special guest who has a variety of experience, and I'm not going to spoil it for you by, by telling you everything that our speaker guest speaker today has done. I'm going to allow him the opportunity to, to share the key points. In his vast career of seeing both sides of the fence, uh, today's show is is poised to be something close to uh, a a fighting match between the regular financial industry and is the new entrant weighing in at a hundred and trillion pounds, you know, the (laughs) crypto industry. (laughs) (laughs) That's a nice way to put it. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's that's exactly what what uh, you know. It it seems like we're going to be talking about today, Marcus. And I know that you're somebody that likes to go with the flow. So let's just put that in that direction. Cool. cool. All right. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, a warm welcome to our guest speaker today. We have Marcus Chenhita. I hope I'm saying that right, Marcus. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh,
1: Marcus uh, Chenhita. The, apparently the key is silent. Uh, so yeah.
0: <laughs> okay, so we have yeah. we. It looks like we have a contender in the boxing ring. It sounds like chin hitter. So that's yeah. that's, what, that's what that's what I'm going to use there. <laughs> All right. Uh, Marcus comes from a wide range of experience in the financial industry and now, of course, in the crypto industry as well. Uh, before we begin, ladies and gentlemen, please note that views expressed on this program are for education purposes primarily, and opinions uh, belong to that of the speaker themselves. So without further ado, make some noise from the other ends of your phone, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the frame, Mr. Marcus Hitter.
1: Hey, thank you for having me. Uh, this is pretty exciting, uh, and uh, it's great to connect with you again, you know, uh, uh, in the audio uh, realm put it
0: (laughs) (laughs) true yeah um you you know i i want to i want to share with the audience that the that the first time that we we actually had a a face-to-face meeting uh was in dubai at a crypto meetup and you know uh marcus he he blew me away with the gems of wisdom that he had and i had to have him on the show today so we're very fortunate for us for you to be a uh for to have you on the show marcus thanks for being here
1: yeah, I mean, you caught me at a good time. I had coffee. I had a lot of brown sugar, so I was uh, in the the right, you know, in the right mind frame at the right time and blabbered something, and you were impressed. So here we are. <laughs> uh,
0: well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry you've you've tanked up on that, but it seems that you have that natural energy to do so. So let's let's get this started sure, with. Sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, our first question, be Marcus, uh, is. Marcus, tell us that story again. Tell us how you got into crypto and what was that that point in which your fl- your switch flipped.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, how I got into crypto—it's it's quite interesting. Um, but uh, let me put this way: you know, a lot of people kind of heard it through friends and stuff. But uh, how I learned about Bitcoin and later the you know the cryptocurrency space was actually through politics. So. Uh, uh, oh. When I say politics, I would say the U.S. politics. So um, how it happened is that, um, you know, right after high school, I, I, just, for, just for you guys to know, I was born and brought up in Dubai. I moved from one desert in Dubai to another desert in West Texas. All right. It's a, in a town called Plainview, Texas. So uh, the reason I went to the United States was not for education or get a degree I was trying to pursue my track career. I was trying to be a long distance long distance athlete, and you know, hope to be a, an Olympic, uh, you know, eight hundred meter runner and all that. You know, big dreams. You know, so but somehow, um, you know, I I was also into finance, learning about you know how money is created. And once I've learned, you know, what the Federal Reserve is and how money is created, and learned five thousand years of history of money. You know, then I kind of went in this rabbit hole and started learning about you know U.S. politics and stuff. So I had some friends who were in the Libertarian Party, and um, s- some of them were in the cryptography space. So that time I didn't really understand, you know, you know, what do you say, cryptography or uh, what do you say, um, hash hash rate and all that stuff. I was more like a old school Indian guy, you know, who wants to get you know buy gold coins and silver coins, and I bet I still do. You know, uh, so I do appreciate those metals uh, and the history behind it. So that is how I learned about Bitcoin maybe around, uh, oh gosh, I think maybe like 2012 and stuff. I I mean, I followed it. uh, I, I found it quite interesting, but I didn't really dive into it yet. It was only maybe a couple of years later after, you know, couple of, of, you know, uh, failures here and there, I started to, you know, pay attention to it. So uh, that is how I got into crypto. And what got me attracted to crypto was, I wanted to find, you know, uh, when I graduated around like maybe 20, uh, 2009, December, I, this is like, you know, right after the global financial crisis. And I remember, you know, getting an internship at Walmart, and there was this meat packing company. You a lot sure. of these people, you know, they have worked. At, you know, they have worked for like what, 20 years, 30 years. And in the United States, you know, you have a retirement account called 401k. And wow. I used to like. Uh, I remember like they have saved so much money. Their 401k basically became 1k after this financial disaster that was happened in the United States, and ha- and then it spread globally. So. You know, I think that's what kind of got me uh, flipped. But I, I guess it's not like a dramatic flip, but I think it was sort of like a slow evolution for me. You know, so I'm still trying to understand how the world works and all that stuff. So, And I guess maybe in heart, I, I'm sort of like a idealist, you know. <laughs> you know, sort of, you know, I, I, I guess, uh, uh, you know, trying to be a hero in my own story. So that is kind of what kind of actually got me into the crypto space, really. So
0: wow. Is it that that certainly that certainly sounds like um you know a quite quite a journey, no doubt. And as you said, right? Uh, dipping into uh the falling down that rabbit hole, like Alice yeah. in Wonderland. Yeah. Yeah. Um <laughs> Tell, tell me tell us a little about what what you saw on the way because you 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 did have an illustrious career you know from a range of industries like media financial services you know being an athlete port mm-hmm. exports and and now crypto uh, what's your take on on how uh, the the older contender of the regular traditional businesses how do you see it different from the ones in crypto
1: yeah uh, sure I, I mean. Uh uh, I think it's like, like, oh, here in Dubai, you know, my family used to have their own business over here, import-export. And most of the businesses, like, like you, know, your, you know, I guess your traditional businesses, you know, they, uh, they do have a hard time. What I, re- lo- what I realize is that they have a hard time, you know, like changing things, you know, so um, it's easier to, you know, stick to the old ways while in crypto Um, And I know most of your audience, they have been in the crypto space for quite some time. So you you know very well, uh, changes happen all the time. So you you learn to be comfortable with change. But I I would say uh, the most dramatic experience was when I started working with American Express. uh, And I was part of the consumer business side. So basically, it's business development. My goal is to reach out to high net worth individuals. And try to convince these guys and girls, uh, uh, ladies, you know, to spend their, you know, uh, spend their money. instead of using nasty Visa, MasterCard, hey, use your fancy black Amex card, you know, you know, make them feel good. You know, all that jazz. So, but I think what was uh, really interesting, the difference is the mindset, the way they run things. Uh, I'll give you an example, like in the traditional space, like if you're in the financial services or some other industry. Um let's say if you want to do something in Africa, oh, sorry, no, we can't do this, that this regulation, oh, sorry, we can't do that, it doesn't work that way, it cannot go this way, you know, we can't do this, because they have a, they have a limited mindset, but when it comes to crypto, in the, in the crypto business, the, the people in the space, they have this abundance mindset, you know, they're like, hey, you know what, I can create an NFT and use this NFT to raise money to, you know, like plant trees or support farmers. No, I can do this too. Uh, I can use, instead of using the, the traditional banks or you know, unions or whatever, I can use digital payment services. I can use Bitcoin. I can use Monero. I could use Bitcoin Cash in the Caribbean You know to support small businesses. So they have an abundance mindset. They are always looking for ways to solve problems in the marketplace. While in the traditional space... They don't really expand. They're content being in this little uh, ecosystem. While in the right. crypto space, you got to expand. You got to grow. You got to move. You know, it's you know, you got to go with the flow. So that is that's the way I see, like what I've been through, like through all these different industries. You know, so
0: oh, that's that's interesting I, I, because that that mindset really does lead to a vision. Then that mindset mm-hmm. is what will help you with. Uh, you know being agile platform shift when it comes to traditional businesses right
1: yeah yeah and i guess i i guess like you know being the crypto space uh, i mean what i learned from um uh, uh, some of the people who i you know learned from the past um like you know i guess uh, you know for me you know I, I you know i i have sort of a a libertarian sort of a free-thinking philosophy. I, I would say more like an anarcho-capitalist kind of guy. you know, we like to, like, right. you know, question things and try to, you know, like, you know, a, a create a free market for people and stuff. Right. I think uh, what, one of the qualities is it being the crypto space. You're trying to, like, disrupt old industries, change the way we do things, and try to help increase economic and financial uh, abundance for everybody. So, uh, I, I think we got to have that uh, mindset to be in the crypto space, you know, so um, I think that's what kind of attracted a lot of people in the first, you know, I guess in the first space, in the first place, actually. So,
0: oh. yeah, you know, I, I think if you've, you're you onto something there in terms of especially, yes, attracting people to it and they're, they're, they're going to be um, wowed in so many ways by the way the industry works, right? Um, yeah. Yet at the same time, when it comes to uh, adopting something different or adopting a new way, there's always some degree of resistance, right? Oh yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. So, so do you see that? Do you see, for example, the 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 crypto industry uh, taking over from where uh, these regulations and, of course, the financial mechanism uh, comes into play, or do you feel that crypto at some point of time is going to hit too many roadblocks? Uh, you know, with, with all that you have uh, coming up in terms of government regulations, the CBDCs, uh, you know, uh, coming up. What's what the point about that?
1: I, I guess it depends. Uh, well, if it, uh, I, I, see two, I see two things. Like if you're talking about what's happening in the West, for example, um, de- definitely I see them kind of scared about cryptos you know, kind of scared about, you know, crypto, blockchain-based solutions or, you know, how crypto is, you know, kind of like slowly eating up the traditional financial, space, uh, financial uh, space. But if you look at other, I mean, there are other countries too. They have started to become more freer. they started sort of become more uh, open to new ideas and um, try to increase economic growth. I, I would say like, you know, a good example is there's a lot of movement that's happening in Southeast Asia. Uh, I'm here in Dubai. I mean, like, people are. I mean, I think the people I know they are excited about not just crypto but just blockchain in general, how it's changing the way we do business or how we um, use the internet, even also money too. I mean, like, it's uh, it's kind of fascinating. There's also a lot of, um, uh, I guess, openness like in the Caribbean. Like, for example, uh, with Bitcoin Cash. Uh, I guess, you know, some people will, will definitely know Roger Ver. You know, he's a guy who started Bitcoin.com. He's known yeah. as Bitcoin Jesus. So, um, and he's also sort of a, I mean, he's also a proponent of BCH, uh, Bitcoin Cash. So uh, lately, I mean, a couple of months ago, he has been, uh, uh, what do you say, getting a lot of small businesses to adopt and also talking to regulators, talking to um uh, bureaucrats and politicians and just uh, showing them having discussions, having conversations why adopting crypto and blockchain can uh, what do you say uh, increase prosperity in, like in these different Caribbean countries for example St. Saint, uh, Saint Martin's uh, mm-hmm. one of the congressman or one of the i guess a senator for, I, I don't know what's the title uh okay. he is accepting he has requested the ministry of finance to pay his salary in mm-hmm. bitcoin cash all in right. crypto and he's he's paying his rent in crypto he's buying his food in crypto basically bitcoin cash so you, you, you know, of course in the caribbean the small countries but again yeah. like uh, we are seeing different pockets happening so I guess what is going to maybe change things is, okay, some places there's a lot of conversation going on, you know, mutual understanding, but also there'll be obviously other places too, where some people might go hard on crypto. And uh, that is, uh, I think for me personally, that is part and parcel of life and we learn how to adapt and overcome. But if they go too hard with regulations, I think obviously there's going to be uh, a situation where, People can w- will eventually move to the the black market or the gray markets or the dark market. So uh, you Go cannot ahead. stop you you cannot stop human actions. I mean, you can scare them for a little bit, but eventually people will to overcome some of their personal problems. They want to find a way. You know, if the if the if the government not going to help them, they will find somewhere else. So um, yeah. I, to me, it's inevitable. But you know, mm-hmm. at this time, it's sort of a sort of a mixed bag for me. But overall, I am positive. That people, I mean, crypto and blockchain in general, uh, can bring yeah. more economic prosperity and, uh, and and there'll be more entrepreneurship. So that, that's what I'm excited about.
0: Um, exactly, and you know, as as you as you point out, it's so far already it is two points two points for crypto, uh, zero for the for the contender. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which is the financial engine, but, uh, so, so the question I have to ask you, considering you're in a, a, a position to give us, you know, a perspective on this, right. You, you have these champions, you know, exactly like the Statesman that you, you, you were speaking about mm-hmm. who's accepting, you know, their, uh, payments in, in crypto, uh, and you have certain countries, uh, you know, which, which are accepting, uh, Bitcoin as for example, as a, as a medium of payment. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now, this is great on one part, but the rest of the world still has to see, uh, and I know that this is something important to you, uh, still has to see that grassroots adoption, right? Do you think mm-hmm. that, that will come, and what what's required for, for that to happen?
1: required? Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, like... Uh, I guess, you know, what, I, what I've what i seen, like... Uh, you know, when I talked to some, some of my friends who were living in, like, you know, Mexico or... I'll uh, say like you know Venezuela or certain countries you know who are going through a lot of economic strife, even also different uh, different parts of Africa too. Uh, right. Many of them are are adopting crypto because you know you know their you know their respective national currencies they're inflate, right. almost inflated to oblivion. So hmm. th- uh, they have to find a better way, right. and at the moment uh, cryptocurrencies is uh, filling that gap, and it's not just from the digital payment side. But also in terms of uh, trying to come up with some sort of a local crypto solution, you know, so I, I, I think that the, I, I think uh, we are going through some interesting times where, you know, there's a lot of inflation is happening in different parts of the world. Um, I personally believe we are what I, I do believe that there is going to be some sort of a transitional wealth taking place. You know, I know some say it's coming from the west or the east. But I'm also seeing some movement from the East to the Middle East. <laughs> you know, or who knows, uh, uh, you know, some people who I talk to, they're pretty excited about, you know, what is happening in Africa because it's not just economic growth, but there's also talent growth as well, too. You know, so lo- there's a lot of there's a rise of human capital taking place. So I think, the, yeah, I, I think those things are going to help foster crypto adoption and blockchain entrepreneurship. So uh, like from uh, m- uh, me coming from an exchange side, I'm starting to see more projects, more talented folks, you know, right. uh, coming from India, coming from Africa, who are coming up with some interesting uh, projects, you know, which which are actually solving uh, problems in the marketplace. So, so this, yeah, I think this. Uh, I think from a local level, you know, people are educating each other, teaching each other, supporting each other. I think from from there, I think the, the true crypto adoption is kind of taking place, you know. So right, yeah.
0: Okay, but you would still say that these are these are early days yet, right?
1: Oh uh, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah, no, definitely. Uh, we we are still early. Uh, the reason I say we are still early. Is that correct? Um, correct me, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, JP. Like, in okay. terms of the uh, crypto adoption globally, we are still mm-hmm. below like five percent. So, I, I mean, I, I mean, it, it is. I mean, to me, it's kind of unbelievable. It's kind of crazy, but right. uh, it, it is still an open game for everybody. I think uh, that there's incredible opportunities, and there's also um, I mean the technologies that you know we all can have access to mm-hmm. i mean it's uh it's amazing I mean we can do some really great stuff i mean we can we can increase our financial confidence raise our human capital, and also you know bring economic and financial freedom using crypto and blockchain so um so yeah like it's not it's not a zero sum game you know so i you know it, it doesn't have to be that way so
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Not a not a zero sum game. Uh, certainly get closer to adoption. Do you uh, do you see any more roadblocks where it comes to you know more communities, uh, or rather, what are some of the roadblocks you see where more communities can start picking up on using we're using crypto in uh, as a manner of exchange, for example. Oh, oh uh,
1: roadblocks.
0: Yeah, uh, I mean. Uh, government regulations, or you know, um, is, is it that there's an, less of an access to technology? Actually, thinking about communities from the spaces that we're talking about, right? When you're talking about mm-hmm. from India, we're talking about from Africa. Uh, oftentimes, this generally gets into the way of traditional adoption. And yet, at the same time, uh, one of the key mediums of exchange uh, that you know was was found out in the McKinsey report in in Africa was the utility where people would exchange money to Mm -hmm. get more talk time on their phone. So they would, they had the ability to share talk time, uh, use from a cell phone. Yeah. I found out a very interesting case. So my, my question is, do do you see, uh, more innovation coming up? Do you see some of the roadblocks stopping people from more adoption this way? Uh, what are your thoughts?
1: I, 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 I guess the only roadblocks uh, I would see uh, they're definitely uh, like uh, how governments react to crypto and blockchain uh, and, and also in terms, I, I guess another cliche word would be, uh, you know, education, I guess, you know, right. bringing that awareness or, you know, like trying to, you know, get the word out there, there are alternative solutions, you know, so... Uh, I I know it's a little bit of marketing, a little bit of, uh, I guess, like an educational drive to, you know, like, uh, I guess, showcase people how we can use uh, uh, crypto and blockchain to, uh, what do you say, Uh, you know, to to make payments, you know, faster, easier, and reliable. So I I think those those are the roadblocks uh, I see uh, Mm -hmm. that is kind of like stopping. So I I guess right now, definitely, um, I, I guess from a Geocultural level, whether in the U.S. or India or, or, or also here, mm-hmm. uh, I, I would say there's a kind of like a cultural shift taking place too, and also generational shift too, because uh, the definitely I see, but I think that there'll be a more adoption coming from like you know uh, millennials and and Gen Zs too, and later on okay. Gen Alphas may uh, will also uh, kick in as well. So, so that the. Okay. Uh, Right. sorry go ahead yeah i oh, no, no no i was done so and i was just saying like i mean uh, th- that's where uh i, I-, I see where like you know adoption of growth is going to take place but yeah the, but the roadblocks i at the moment is just trying to you know just you know just communicate to you know uh, what, yeah. uh, what do you say to different politicians or you know like uh e- even like uh Coming, you know, like creating your own foundations or associations to, you know, like have these events, have these summits to have these conversations and, you know, uh, uh, help uh, not just government officials, but also businesses too, to understand right. this technology, you know, so, it, it, so it's, it's, a, it's a long way to go, but uh, it, it's, worth, it's worth the fight.
0: Well, well, certainly. So, I, you know, and and that's that's precisely why why we do do shows like these so that we can we can spread more more thoughts, more awareness about crypto. And thank you for that, uh, Marcus, because I, I think you've encapsulated it well. I mean, you you have government regulation that that's one roadblock. You can have the lack of technology as another impediment in the mm-hmm. way. But really, uh, if you consider five percent, and I'm just going by what you what you've said so far, if you're saying that five of the world's population alone yeah. is, in, you know, um, has awareness and, and utility of crypto, then that that's a lot of, there's of course a lot of ground to cover. I hadn't considered that. Uh, the second thing, uh, which was a gem that you shared, was the fact that the Gen Z population is the one that's born into this digital age, right? Yeah, And mm-hmm. they're the ones that are going to be pushing forward, uh, you know, a lot more, uh, where it comes to the utility of, of digital currencies and especially cryptocurrencies uh, yeah. as as a medium that they that they use the same way that you and I use cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Totally yeah so totally good, yeah. yeah so, so this does this does put some some insight on that, and uh, I I would think that I want to carry uh, you know a further discussion on on this point um, in, in terms of in terms of getting Gen, Gen Z to be these these. Uh, the the champions uh, t- mm-hmm. to take this aspect forward. So there's there's an interesting thought brewing here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back to that in a minute. Um, cool. Okay. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, those of you that are in the house, if you've enjoyed what we've been speaking about so far, give us a reaction. Uh, once again, I'm going to share with you that Twitter Spaces has got now more reactions that you can that you can share. So feel free to explore all of them. Right. There's a there are hearts. There's laughter. There's crying. There's surprise. Uh, a wave and a hand raise. And if you do that at the end of the show, we will take questions from you, to with uh, which will be answered by our guest speaker today. Right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Super. Okay. <laughs> So, Marcus, I'm I'm looking at the scoreboard, and so far it looks like it's it's three for crypto, uh, one point going to the financial engine uh, when it comes to you know mass adoption because cash cash wins over um, over cryptocurrency at this point. Um, to shift yeah. gears, to shift gears in this game. Uh, here's here's a question for for, uh, for you, right? I, I understand that you've you've worked with uh, and correct me if I'm wrong. You've understand understand that you've worked with trading in commodities uh right
1: oh no uh, no I, I wasn't trading in commodities thing is that i uh, my previously was i was in a family business that they were uh in, in the import and export of uh, aftermarket auto spare mm-hmm. parts so okay. basically my family would import uh products from overseas bring it to, to dubai and then you know it gets re-exported to uh like uh to African countries and the CIS countries, so, um, uh, so yeah. yeah go. So
0: <laughs> okay. So then, then I guess I want to I want to flip this question a little to ask you about uh, your, something that's that's almost random, right? If you mm-hmm. had to do uh, you know an import and export using Web three as a system, uh, would you do it all over again, and how?
1: Would I would I use that uh, three for? Interesting.
0: I uh, I don't mean to put you on the spot there, but uh, it you know it just seemed to seem to have evolved from the fact that yeah you've 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 been in the space so you could offer some insight. Um, you know where this is concerned. I don't
1: know if if uh, if I get into that three. Or oh, like it's basically like you know uh, applying crypto like uh, like on a traditional business. You mean like?
0: Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah. Uh, actually, the the, uh, it's the 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 first thing that comes to my mind w- is actually uh, uh, what do you say? Using gift cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I no, no, the the only reason is, uh, I, I guess I uh, state that is. Uh, you know, when I, when I was in Texas, you know, being a, uh, like a student. Sometimes, you know, you know we get uh, what do you say, like you know, different gift cards, like say like Amazon or something like that, or mm-hmm. say. Uh, but even also here too, some, some people also use it too. So um, maybe uh, uh, use crypto as a way, to, uh, as a kind of like a, uh, as a way to you know buy gift cards and then use those gift cards to buy your your regular your regular groceries or maybe some electronics or something like that. You know, so I, I think to me it's, it's more relatable to uh, a wide mass, like a wider audience. So mm-hmm. yeah, I would love to uh, use uh, crypto for like, you know, uh, gift cards as a way of payments or something like that. You know, so it kind of helps with, you know, uh, getting people more closer to the, the crypto space, you know,
0: okay. Okay. Uh, well, in yeah, have you, have you ever had, you know, I mean, this discussion as a crypto evangelist, right? Have you ever had this discussion with, with family you know, thinking about how you would revolutionize uh, and uh, maybe the traditional import export business or, you know, any other type of business, In the same way, using uh, crypto or maybe Web three solutions. That's that's where I was going with this.
1: Okay. Yeah. Oh, you know. uh, Yeah. You know. Earlier, I did. uh, You know. Earlier, I tried to have a conversation with my with my family, with my dad, my brother. Like, you know, you know, uh, you know, making payments to some of our like our Chinese suppliers or like to some of our partners and stuff. But Mm -hmm. um, unfortunately, I was not able to convince them. It's just, um, it was just too, this was like what, um, 2015, 2016. Uh, So it it was kind of radical, you know, (laughs) like um, Mm -hmm. I I, I think like, you know, many of my family members, I think to them, like this blockchain, crypto, it's sort of like this Greek ancient language, you know, so Uh, I I think uh, personally for me that has sort of been one of my failures, I guess, like to uh, to communicate, and also I I know uh, before uh, it's not just me, also many other people too who wanted to apply crypto and Bitcoin. Um, Definitely, we had a lot of uh, negative reactions. Uh, I remember even some my friends, some people, um, uh, totally disregarded me. You know, so Mm -hmm. that time I remember. It was super rough, but yeah. um, but at least you know, here I am talking to you guys. I just yeah. proven a point that mm-hmm. hey, you know what, crypto can uh, can change lives and can uh, create value in the marketplace. So, um, uh, there's something uh, that, that's something I, I, I wish maybe I was a better communicator. I mean, that time I wasn't. Uh, um, right. I was pretty shy and talking, like, you know, yeah. having conversations. But uh, there is this one guy I know. He, he's a Kenyan national. Uh, mm-hmm. He has a project called Bitleaper. So basically he uses uh, crypto. And he, he's from the BSV side, the Bitcoin Satoshi Vision, which splits from uh, Bitcoin Cash. So right. he is uh, using BSV as a way to... Uh, uh, what do you say, help small businesses in Kenya. So, you know, provide like, you know, small loans and stuff. So uh, I I don't really uh, apologize. I'm not able to explain like the full mechanism, but I know like uh, he, he gave a speech over here in Dubai. So it was interesting, like uh, when he shared how he, how he did it and uh, just the mechanism behind it. Um, right. Because a lot of these guys do not import the kind of like you know like you know buy the goods from one place and you know like distribute to another place so it's just you know, on a sort of a provincial level but it's no different than a mechanism from say like from dubai to kenya like so um, when i looked at that i'm like man you know i uh, i'm happy to be able to do that and uh, but also reminded like wow uh, I, I wish i could like you know convince my dad my brother like to Trust me on the you know the Bitcoin journey, but you know, but destiny took me somewhere else. So,
0: yeah, well, uh, you know, Marcus, and I'm I'm glad in in many ways that uh, you you know you you've, you've tried at least at, at home. Uh, a lot of us tend tend to ignore that that particular aspect because the first time it's it's mentioned, it seems too radical. Exactly like you said, right? But yeah. I, I do find a relation with with a with a historical character who was not recognized in his own home but I think 2,000 later people are still waiting for him to show up so uh, yes. yeah have <laughs> to I, I, I know that there's some some good food that are sowed um, you know and, and and in time in time they will bear fruit right
1: true, true. absolutely uh, I do agree yeah mm-hmm.
0: sure. okay um, <laughs> Right. Um, so, so Marcus, uh, you know, given that, given that, 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 ladies and gentlemen, that takes us, that takes us, uh, to to an even score of of uh, uh what was it? Uh, three points, three points to crypto, and three points to the financial institution. Remember, please tell everyone in your family about crypto. Get them, you know, uh, you know, get them exposed to it. Let's all start creating some awareness so that crypt- there's crypto adoption everywhere. There's empowerment everywhere. And, you know, we live uh, a life that is more decentralized, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Right.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Okay. Um, Marcus, in this King Kong versus Godzilla story, um, it, it, you know, each, of course, each of these behemoths are, are fighting for supremacy. Yeah, you know, odds are, at this point, world over skewed in the favor of uh, the regular financial engine, right? Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. see- do you see at some point we will have an in crypto we trust uh, situation happening uh, across the world, and what, what would that look like, according to you?
1: I mean, first of all, for me, I I know crypto is going to win in the long run. Uh, the reason I say that is uh, I had a when I was working at the American Express, uh, we had a team dinner. This was like around uh, two thousand nineteen. And I remember I was talking to my chief risk officer, all right? So he handles, chief, uh, he's a bit uh, like the chief guy for risk management and stuff. So, right. you know, we had this, you know, team dinner conversation in, in a really nice, you know, expensive restaurant, you know, very, very fancy, typical AMX stuff. Yeah. And I, I didn't talk about Bitcoin, but someone else did. And um, I remember he was totally against Bitcoin. Oh, you know, he trashed about, you know, he's right about many things about, you know, the the transaction fees and you know, like how slow the transactions, all that stuff. But but also at the same time, too, even out of that, his disgust for it, but there's also there was there was a moment also too where he talked about the way things are shifting, where mm-hmm. even they saw that. If people started to adopt crypto you know um, things can fall apart and things can radically change so you know uh, it's no surprise that even some of the even Amex uh, has invested in some blockchain startups uh, I, I, I'm pretty uh, sure that they invested in Abra which is a kind of like a, a us-based, uh, platform. I mean, you got your Black Rocks, you got your Vanguards, you got your uh, Samsungs. You know, they invest in different, you know, like VC funds like An- Monica Brands. So eventually, you know, there will be a point where people will, you know, a lot of people will, will will trust in will trust in crypto, or you know, the same in crypto we trust. So I mean, it is already happening. Even right now, it is happening right now. Like. Uh, especially a uh, lot of people who are advanced users, they are actually using more of the DEXs than the centralized exchanges. Like with, for example, XC.com, we are a centralized exchange, but you know, we are also, even in any other centralized exchanges too, uh, we are trying to attract a lot of new users, but we also are, are well aware that the advanced users, the smart users, you know, the most sophisticated users, they are going to be right. using centralized exchanges, but they will be moving into the DEXs as well. So there are going to be uh, several marketplaces all around the world. They're going to be decentralized. You know, a lot of people, look, I, 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 I'm here in Dubai, and I know like sometimes in my posts I talk about, you know, Dubai is going to be the blockchain capital of the world and all that stuff. In a Web2 perspective, yeah, maybe, yeah, but in a Web3 it's decentralized baby is all the way. So, um, yeah, mostly for me, yeah, it, a, a lot a lot, lot, of these companies will learn to adapt. I mean, here in Dubai too, our Dubai police, they have an NFT collection. I mean, wow. But, but the, yeah, they do have, but see, look, I, I was thinking, okay, like, Okay, you buy the NFT collection, boss the utility. I mean, do I get a get out of the jail free card? I mean, if they can do that, hey, that would be fantastic, man. That would be hell yeah, you know. But nope, they don't have it. So, um, so yeah. I mean, anyways, the point I'm trying to say is that uh, crypto will win, and Mm -hmm. um, I also I I will also be bold to state this that uh, even some. uh, like the, the, the battle for digital cash. Like, uh, right. like for example, like, uh, whether you, uh, like, uh, in, when it comes to Bitcoin, to me, Bitcoin is sort of like this store of value, BTC, but the, the title for digital cash or peer-to-peer electronic cash system, it is, still, it, it, is, it is still in the air. I mean, there's a lot of contenders, a lot of players involved. And I do see, you uh, know also the scenario with the tornado cash thing, Right. Um, I do see privacy coins will play a major role. And the reason is that if you look at the history of Bitcoin, uh, the, the be- one of the best places, uh, if you want to know how Bitcoin has worked, I mean, it has been very popular in the dark net, in the, the black markets. And yeah. that time before the hash wars and stuff, Bitcoin was, was, was the primary uh, currency. But mm-hmm. now... Later on, now the use of BTC because of uh, you know the splits and stuff and, all, uh, and long story short, now the most popular one is the privacy cons, especially Monero. So right. th- uh, eventually there's going to be some, I mean, we are seeing some shift taking place and because of that, there's also going to be a lot of backlash. There's going to be a lot of, uh, uh, what do you say, issues and concerns, but in the long run, I think... I do believe that uh, you know the the people who are building the tech, they are going to be way ahead of the regulators. They're going to be way ahead of you know uh, other older institutions. So we are right now seeing this evolution, this transition taking place. So we will we will reach a point in our and I guess in our lifetime. I don't know the uh, where we will say in crypto we trust. So yeah, that's my. Uh, my belief. So,
0: well, uh, I'm, I'm, I for one am really looking forward to that day. And ladies and gentlemen, you in the audience, please, if you are looking forward to that day where we say in crypto we trust, give us a reaction on the, uh, you know, on your profiles let us know that you you believe so as well, and you will do your part to ensure that that happens in the future. Okay, I see a few a few reactions coming up, so thank you thank you for that. Uh, that also leads us that also Marcos, that leads us to the score where now crypto is one ahead, closely, closely coming in.
1: (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Man, that's a tough fight, man.
0: Imagine, right? I mean, like the yeah, it's 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 so it's so close. It's a, it's such a close fight. But we we sh- we will take this this uh, discussion, uh, you know, uh, to the end and and see who who emerges the winner. Um, Marcus, I, I have to ask you. You you've shared with us a, a lot of insight and a lot of gems, a lot of perspective as well, right? Yes. Um I, I have to ask you. Okay. Uh, what is your personal philosophy? Uh, you know, in in life when it comes to well, well, I suppose I'm asking you when it comes to just living a life, right? What's your personal philosophy that you would want to share with the uh, with the audience today?
1: Personal philosophy? Uh, well, I guess I have mentioned earlier, like you know, I I, I guess I have a sort of a my philosophy. Philosophy tends to be sort of like you know, sort of libertarian, sort of like you know you know, uh, live and let live kind of, uh, let live kind of a philosophy. Um, so I, I, I guess, uh, you know, but I, I guess for me, like in terms of like life in general, how I deal with people or, you know, like, um, I guess like I, I do believe in the free markets. I do believe that um, uh, money should be separated from governments. Same thing as, you know, like the church from the state. So, and I guess another, I guess another principle I would like to mention is the non-aggression principle, you know, like, um, live and let live. And, you know, maybe other people have different opinions, but doesn't mean that I force my opinions on them. Let them enjoy their life, you know, like let try to, co- you know, try to, co- try to coexist and, uh, try to be, uh, uh, be the uh, be the base, best example and if I do miss uh, do make mistakes or I do hurt somebody try to correct it and apologize so but yeah I, I think my philosophy tends to be sort of a uh, uh, free the money free the free the markets and free the world that is pretty much <laughs> that's pretty much my uh, my stance in life
0: Thank you for sharing that, Marcus. I think yes, that is that is something we can all take back as a personal message. Uh, you know, to, to to live and let live, of course, being being primary, right? Uh, I'd like at this point of time to to open up some questions from the audience. I see that one has already come in, but those of you in the audience who would like to ask Marcus a question, uh, you can either tweet that into us at Adloenum Inc. You can tweet it to Marcus, or you can raise your hand, and we'll see if we can get you a chance to to answer that question. Uh, on the show all right okay okay I see the first question that's come in Marcus uh, you know so um, why is a community in 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 web 3 so important right and and of course I mean you know uh, both uh, xtcom and Adlonum base their business on, on making uh, crypto social uh, but but what do you, what do you see is is the strength of the community for a business.
1: Oh, oh, okay. I, I guess the question, basically, why uh, community uh, matters. Now, um, mm-hmm. yeah, because I, I, I get like, I mean, they're, they're they're the ones who are actually, you know, like, you know, supporting the business with their, you know, with their time and their money and definitely their energy. You know, so. Uh, I mean they're, they're the ones who is you know basically helping uh, helping any business in the web3 space to succeed and um, as long as we are you know like for example X.com as, as long as we uh, provide support and uh, what do you say make their experience with crypto you know fast easy and reliable the community rewards us with business so that's uh, that's and that I think that's what uh, uh, that, that's a value of uh, having a community in the web three space, especially in the web three space. You know, so mm-hmm. uh, and also I, yeah, and uh, and learning to also to connect with them uh, uh, as close as possible.
0: Okay, uh, and and would, and what would what would some of that the advantages be? Is it is it primarily for feedback? Is it evangelization? Uh, what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think like uh, get, you know, trying to get some, uh, you know, try, try to you know get get you know feedback from the community, um, and also try to uh, uh, what do you say, um, you know, b- build relationships uh, with, with the pe- uh, with the people as well, you know. So um, I, I, I think we will have to be we have to try our best to be more personable, you know, more reach, you know, more reachable, you know, than compared to, you know, like the big companies, like in the web two space, you know, so, um, so yeah, Mm. Uh, I hope, I hope that answers. (laughs) answers
0: To be honest, it it does scratch the surface. It does scratch the surface of, of of, uh, what we have to peep into. So yes, that's another door that we'll tumble. Uh, another rabbit hole, as a matter of fact, that we should tumble mm-hmm. down into, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you, Marcus, for, for that answer. We we have, uh, of course, one more. I, I also find oh. that interesting when you speak about community, right? I, I understand that XC.com you know, uh, builds a lot where, where social capital is concerned. Adlonum does the same with its with its um, with proof of in proof of attention uh, mm-hmm. allocation mechanism, right? Because that that's how we do. You get allocation yeah. based on you know your attention to the project, and we reward that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. So 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 in terms of community and and having a strong community, that's that's of course uh, you know one of the key focuses where I think both both businesses that we we're a part of represent. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the the next question that I've got that, that I've got coming up uh, over here says, you know, there are a lot of scandals this year about sexes uh, freezing withdrawals. Uh, what is one of the best ways to choose, uh, you know, um, the right exchange? Uh, oh,
1: uh, good, good question. Uh, I I guess my advice to people. Uh, when it comes to centralized exchanges generally whether it's xt or bitcoin.com or crypto.com it is uh don't uh, don't necessarily keep all your cryptos in one centralized place if you're using a centralized exchange for trading use it for trading and then uh, you know practice coin control keep you know like uh, put it in uh, put it in your own uh your own wallet you know so um, I think that's the, I think that's the first thing to practice because uh, because uh, I mean generally when it comes to being in the crypto space uh, you the idea is to keep you, you know like the money in your control that don't put it in a centralized institution whether it's a sexes or your bank or, or some other lending platform so uh it's just like to make sure that, you know, uh, like you don't experience experience any, uh, like, you know, uh, withdrawal issues or say like a, a lending, like, you know, like your Celsius, you know, the lending platform has uh, become bankrupt. So you have no access to it. So that, that's the first thing I, I'll tell people, you got to keep it in, in your control. So, so yeah, just... Uh, sure. Learn to trust yourself, and learn to you know, like uh, uh, what do you say? Learn to ha- learn to practice operational security, OPSEC. So,
0: mm-hmm. okay. Uh, so, I, I guess I guess also to to dive a little deeper into this, um, you know, when it comes to just selecting an exchange, what is what are some of the parameters people should be looking out for? I mean, we know, I don't think a lot of people knew. Uh, you know that these issues were, were going to come up, uh, but of course, there's, there's always learning from that adversity, right? And yeah. when there's learning from adversity, uh, you know, it always allows you to to, look, to take a look forward at the next opportunity that you have. So, uh, are there are there some things you'd like to share with us in terms of you know how do you how do you choose a, a smarter exchange, a better exchange? What are your thoughts?
1: Because uh, honestly, I, I don't have any uh, I, I guess it depends on like what's their situation like if they're like either like a trader or something, then I guess you're looking at, you know, like the, the trading volumes and stuff. But uh, to be honest, I don't have a sort of a, I guess like a particular checklist for yeah. uh, you know, like uh, how do you choose as uh, honestly like a centralized uh, a- exchange n- n- I guess just for uh, if you're sort of like for for like a regular Joe and Jane out there I'll just tell people to look at the you know like the top like the top fifty exchanges or whatever and also try to get some uh, and also try to talk to some people who are in the space and mm-hmm. to try to get try to get their feedback but I think in the end it's up to you because in, in the the like r- right now, like as a consumer, you got a lot of options. So, um, but I just have to stress this that uh, when it comes to any centralized place, you know, uh, though those uh, there is always th- there may be situations where uh, either you, uh, you you might have a Mount Gox experience or you might have yes. a Celsius <laughs> experience. Uh, Unfortunately, some things will happen, but it's always important that you keep in your mind that you have to learn how to, you know, like store you know, like protect your private keys and you know protect your uh, your hot wallets or even your cold wallets as well. So um, it, it is it is a little bit tedious, but it it, it is worth you know you know learning those skill sets you know because eventually in, in, in the year, in a couple of years it'll be really useful for you
0: so awesome okay yeah thank you for that Marcus and I I think that that is uh certainly sound advice when it comes to being more educated about uh, this industry uh, these mm-hmm. are some of the best practices that that everyone should follow to stay safe and continuing to use crypto till that day comes where we can say in crypto we trust, <laughs>
1: Yeah, sounds good. Amen, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Amen.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much. That's all the time that we have today on this show. Marcus, I want to thank you for spending some time with us and and having this conversation, uh, this discussion. Really appreciate it, man.
1: Uh, Hey, no, thank you for uh, having me. Uh, I really enjoyed this conversation and uh, definitely, you know, uh, you know, love to... Evangelize and you know, like you know, uh, you know, you know, spread the word and share the word that you know, uh, crypto and blockchain is going to revolutionize the baby, use the internet, information, money. So, uh, the best is yet to
0: come for all of us, right? And so, ladies and gentlemen, till that day, uh, thank you once again for being on the show, uh, diving into crypto, which is which is on every week at the same time. Uh, please remember also that on Tuesdays, we have uh, another show from Ad Lunum INC called The Future of NFTs, where we speak about the innovations in that particular space. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us today on this discussion of diving into crypto with, with Marcus. And well, the results are in, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we did have crypto as the winner, so yay. For right. to crypto, awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and in that, in that, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, have a good day. Cheers. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Diving into Crypto, proudly hosted by Adlunum, the first engaged-to-earn platform with a proof-of-attention model and dynamic NFT investor profiles.